So today on the Curious Bodhi podcast, we have my friend Jeffrey Segundo. He's a tattooist from Australia, and he's been tattooing for eight years. And we met because he inquired about being a guest at our studio, Fifth Dimension in London. And yeah, we really, really became close, I think, spiritually, emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> and hey. hey, hey. So Jeff Good is morning. actually in Hello. Melbourne, right? Yes. You know, when we first met, it was really interesting because you mentioned that you found uh, our studio based on, based on what? Because it was about, you know, your mode of thinking in a spiritual sense at the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so when I was looking for studios at the time, I was um, just clicking through a lot of uh, locations that I knew that I was going to work at. But when I saw the your, the name of your studio and the kind of work that was coming out of your studio, which was um, a lot of sacred geometry and mandalas and um, spiritual stuff, it kind of resonated with me at the time as well because, um, you know, I was starting to um, get... Uh, introduced to that kind of, um, you know, um, ideas of what um, what my life is headed towards as well. Like as in, um, you know, I've, I've been um, listening to Eckhart Tolle and also meditating a lot and um, seeing, watching a lot of um, podcasts and, and even um, drawing a lot of um, sacred geometry and um, learning about the different meanings of the different um, patterns as well. And so when I saw your studio and I saw the really beautiful work that Frederick was doing, um, I wanted to um, explore that and, um, you know, get to meet you guys as well and, um, and see how, where that t- takes me. And, yeah, lucky enough, you guys messaged me back. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really happy. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like, I feel as if we may have met, you know, everything for a reason, but, you know, we connected in that way, and there's there's no accidents, but... Yeah, I, I definitely felt like it was natural, like the way we um, met, and just everything worked out perfectly the way it should have been, I think. Um, especially... Coming from um, you know uh, very far away, like Melbourne to London. Oh was, my God! Yeah, it was kind of hard. To, yeah, it was hard to organize everything, but I felt like it was the easiest to organize it with you guys. Um, and I took it day by day, um, as in appointments. I, I didn't um, overbook myself or anything like that. Um, if anything, it, I didn't know anyone in London on Instagram, so it was hard to book um, book myself out. But I felt like it worked out just right the way it did. Like I had a good balance of, you know, um, getting to know you guys as a, a team in the shop and and everyone individually, but then also working um, and you know um, pushing my style um, of work at the shop as well mm-hmm. um, and most of my customers came from people that I knew that, that I've met along the way so one of my customers was um, Sal Brown, Salvador Brown um, and he's he's a really good friend now um, we met through um, um, my housemate here who he recommended to um, meet up with um, over the day and I ended up staying with him and his uh, missus at their apartment in um, Shoreditch. And they became good friends. And um, I just felt like, you know, that came naturally as well. And so he 
because he felt the same. He said, "Okay, I'm. I think I'm ready to get tattooed by you." Um, and I felt like, you know, it was the best timing because I had this flash that I was drawing up, and um, he really liked one of the flash that I did. And it just, it felt like chaos at the time because, you know, we had, <laughs> we had three artists on, um, and there was only two boots. But um, we somehow made it work in that little corner. <laughs> Me, Frederick, and uh, Aoife. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember um, coming up and down the stairs thinking, oh, maybe I could, maybe I could tatter down the basin. And you guys were just so cool about it, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you can, you know, see what you can get up with, you know, I was just trying to rummage through the stuff there, and I found, <clears throat> I found a table, I mean, sorry, a massage chair that is only for a back piece, and I thought, this isn't going to work, <laughs> this isn't going to work, but, um, I was just trusting my intuition, and I felt like, you know, it just all worked out perfectly like there was enough room for me to set up next to Frederick and there was um we you know we found a um a stool that um Sal could use put his leg on and you know we changed the position of the tattoo not because you know it was inconvenient for like the the massage chair but I felt like the piece needed to be in the inside of his leg not on the outside mm-hmm and it, it just worked out all perfectly. I, I felt like I was trusting everything the way it happened. Uh, that was one of, like, uh, that was a really good experience um, when I was working there as well. Do you feel like this kind of trust takes you a lot of places or is it something new that you've been developing? Your intuition? I think it's something new. <clears throat> it's definitely something new. Um, I was never always like this. I was like um, very calculated, and um, just you know, I, I'm more about security um, and having you know something to fall back on. But um, I think this trip was all about that this time, where I'm in a uh, uh, you know I'm in Europe where I've never been before, and. Um, first time in London as well, so um, everything was just um, uh, really overwhelming at the start, but um, after a while, it helped me, it pushed me towards just trusting my own instincts and going with my gut. So, yeah, I felt um, at peace, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, not having to stress about what my next move is or, you know, like, should I be doing this or should I be doing that? Um, I just went with the flow, and I, I think that helped. That helped me the most throughout throughout the whole trip. It's kind of like you found peace and tranquility in trying to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, definitely. Um, it, <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely a comfort zone back at home, um, and. Yeah, going to another place where I felt beforehand, I, I felt like it was it was gonna definitely throw me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually felt more at peace. If anything, like just um, in the moment, you know, um, taking every day as it comes because you just don't know, <laughs> you don't know what you what's gonna happen next, and it, you know, you just trust. Okay. Um, that's going to be cool, you know, that's going to be a good feeling to do, let's just do it. And so I'm, I'm, I was very just on the go and, um, you know, if, if I met someone or if, I, if a friend said, hey, let's do this or, you know, um, you know there's an event at this time, um, what do you think? You know, I'd say, yeah, why not? <laughs> or maybe not today. <laughs> if you're not feeling yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, how did you feel about um, the whole time I was there, like uh, from start to finish? Wow, it was like 
honestly, it was seamless. Like, I look at you and you're so tranquil. Maybe if you're not, you hide it really well. But <laughs> you go with the, I think you go with the flow out of the most I've, you know, come across in a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I've known you for a long time. You know, it's just like so natural. You're so natural. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. Yeah, I, I felt like I was. Um, uh, I was just. Um, you know, I found a, another side of um, just being, just being at peace, as in letting go. I yeah. think it, that's it. It's just letting go. Letting like go. I had a. This year's been really tough. Mm. <laughs> this year's definitely been really tough. Um. So a bit about a bit about my background. Um, uh, so this year, it's it's definitely been a big transition for me, and it it came all at once. And um, yeah, it's it's been difficult the, the start of this year. Um, I I was married to um, my ex, who was a flight attendant. And um, we just, towards the end of the, like, the two years that we were married, um, I felt like we were two different people and um, we're just trying to fit together in a puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, but the, we just, we know for a fact, we both understand now that we, we were both not part of that we were just trying to fit into a puzzle that we, we didn't fit in. And um, the puzzle was society telling us that we should live a certain way. Mm -hmm. And our friends and family um, giving us the, like, you know, um, the benchmark to uh, try and reach, which is, you know, get married, buy a house, have kids and live happily. But, I felt like we were just trying to fit together when, you know, it, we just, we know that it wasn't going to work. And for a while I felt like that was insane because I didn't know that, like I was just felt like, um, you know, it was, it, <laughs> like I'm trying, I'm trying to do something good, but it's not mm -hmm. working. And, you know, I think that's the definition of being insane when you, you're doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that it's going to have a good result, but your results are all turning out bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that. And, um, but this year, I don't know, it just all happened. Like we, we said, um, okay, I don't think we can do this anymore. Um, you know, um, it's we we just both understand now that it's it wasn't going to work, and that was the hardest part to to admit to it and um, separate. So during that separation, obviously, I was in a lower vibration as well, like um, just not um, you're not dealing with life. <laughs> really well. Yeah. Uh, so, my work, uh, my friends, and family, I was trying to avoid because, you know, I needed, I felt like I had to get over this. Um, but I quickly realized from, you know, all the other, the times before that, that I was listening to Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra and um, some guided meditation that I should get back into it. So I started getting back into that and I think I was even more interested into, in it because of what I was going through. And um, it just led me to another path. Like it, it just opened my eyes that none of that really matters. It's like, you know, we're all conditioned to um, 
you know, feel a certain way um, during hard times, but it's it's just physical and it's temporary and everything's temporary. And I, I really believe that now. So the only thing you can, the only um, source of uh, power you can harness from is just the moment. So I started trying to live in the moment and not in my head as much. Wow. Um, so during that time, I was meditating a lot in the morning um, and when I wake up and also at night um, just before I go to bed. And that definitely helped me. Like, it helped me make the right decisions. As in, you know, I could have went downhill and took a different um, route to where I, where I could, where I did take. Um, and, I, you know, I could have easily, you know, went spiraled downhill because uh, that would have been, you know, an easier way to, deal with things but I think this time I chose not to because I, I felt like the universe was telling me you need to learn your lesson mm. you need to learn a lesson that's that's mm. that you haven't learned for your whole lifetime <laughs> um, and keeps coming back and this time it's so big that you, you really can't avoid this one so maybe you should take a different uh, approach to it and that was the approach that I took Wow. Uh, a more spiritual one. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it, it was hard because, you know, everything, everything else happened that this year as well. Like, you know, um, my grandfather passed away, um, in July and, um, he was 78. And then, um, uh, two weeks after that, my dad passed away, and he was 72. Oh gosh! So that was that was another like um, oh man, it was just another painful experience um, to go through. Um, you know, having a, a family, two family members pass away, and I started questioning it. Like, what is going on? Like. Why is this all happening to me? Me, 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 me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I started to realize, like, um, through the, um, you know, um, through meditation, that it's like everything's temporary, and it it all depends on what you perceive it as. Um, and that was the hardest thing to swallow because. I couldn't see past the fact that that was, you know, a family member that that's very important to me, and um, you know, now that they're gone, now they're gone, you know, and yeah. it's just like that, and everything else is, you know, um, just oh, I don't, I can't even explain how it felt, like it was surreal. <laughs> It was surreal for it to happen, and I was just, I felt thinking, where, what, like, is it because of, I don't know, like, is it because of my, uh, the vibration that I was in, I was just attracting all of this, is it my fault that this happened, but then I started to let go of that and realize that. It could happen anytime, um, and you know, it's temporary. Everything's temporary. So I, I really had to delve in um, to um, you know inside and just find <clears throat> find myself <laughs> um, and really try to be at peace. And took took a long time, and I still. I'll, Till now, I'm, I'm still, you know, conditioning it and dealing with it. But it's definitely like pushed me right into the the deep end, and um, and that that's what 
slot me to do this trip to go to Europe because um, you know I was, I was going through all of that and um, you know I for a long time I just didn't want to um, I didn't want to see any friends and I didn't want to hang around with um, you know just anyone out um, and you know work was kind of going downhill I was working in another shop called um, Forgotten Stories and you know, just the customers weren't coming in to the shop because it was a hard, uh, like, it was a hidden location, so we didn't have anything to walk in. So I felt like everything was going downhill. And then after after when I felt like I, I should just change my mindset, just um, try to attract um, good in your life, you know? Um, so I, I started listening to, um, oh, <laughs> I, I tell you his name right now. Was it Wayne Dyer? Yeah, oh, Wayne Dyer, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I never forgot yes, when you told was... me that name. <laughs> okay, so perfect. So it's Wayne Dyer. I should remember that because I was listening to him religiously for a good three months um, straight after that. And he has this, um, he has this YouTube um, video clip where he talks about um, the I am affirmations, where you can meditate to it. And he has these tuning forks that are tuned to that, um, to that word, mm-hmm. I, I am that I am, and it's a certain frequency that gets you um, into the, um, uh, what, what, what should I say, it, like, um, it, it's a frequency that gets you into that vibration and helps you um, have manifest what you want in your life. Whether it's good or bad, you're always manifesting it, so you might as well do it consciously so in other words in other words you're always conscious uh, like your thoughts are always manifesting what you want in your life whether it's good or bad um and so he said you know right now if you're meditating to this just think of what you want to become or what you what you aspire to to be and think of it as already done and that's you now and while you while you're doing while you're thinking that say i am that i am and like imagine that you've um sent it out to the universe and that it's it's out there and the universe understands what you want and it's gonna give it back to you now and you know and just be grateful about it that it's happened and so i was doing that for a while and um Every day I was just meditating that and, um, you know, um, wishing for, you know, uh, a more peaceful life, a more fruitful, productive and just positive um, life, you know, or like a version of me. And it really did start to resonate after a while like it started to show um but i made the decision like for some reason i made the decision to to quit forgotten stories um even though it was the hardest thing to do because i didn't know where i was going to go from there and i said i can't work here anymore and everyone was so shocked and at that point i didn't know what to do so oh, wow. i was just yeah, I was like, what am I going to do? I, I, so I was thinking, I'm just going to trust tr- trust what uh, what comes. And literally after that, I, I felt like, okay, I need to try and be a little bit proactive, a little bit more proactive and, you know, um, do something about it so that, you know, um, I can get the ball rolling. So I was looking up with like Google and I Googled, uh, um, which 
which tattoo shops have um, any uh, vacancy for, I mean, you know, taking in, uh, in tattoo artists. And the first thing that popped up was this shop called Voodoo Inc. And I hadn't known about Voodoo Inc. at all. I was just, um, you know, I've, I've, I've never uh, been to that. Um, I've never hanged around that part of the, the city. So I was just looking through and it said, um, please apply, um, uh, Tattooist, please apply within email or something. Um, artists wanted, uh, we need one full-time artist and one uh, part-time artist. So I was looking through their work and I realized, oh, these guys are really good. And they've been around for a long time, since 94. Mm-hmm. So um, not not even skipping a beat, I just emailed them straight away. I said, hey, um, I didn't even know what to say at this point. I was just like, hey, my name's um, Jeffrey Stigundo. I'm you know, on Instagram. Um, you know, this is my work. And I'm looking to uh, move to another shop. Um, any chance we can um, meet up for you know to catch up? And I think I, I, I sent it through, and I looked back, and I was like, oh, that was so so casual. I should be a, a bit more professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you reread those um, emails, and you're like, um. <laughs> yeah, it was like I was talking to a bro or something. And yeah. Like, Why do you do that? <laughs> and and then and lucky enough. Messaged me back straight away, and he's like, "Hey, man!" And he was exactly the, the same. same. He was just like, hey, bro, yeah, catch up. It seems like, yeah, he was really laid back. I think he liked that about me. I was just yeah. like, I wasn't formal about it. So he was just like, "Yeah, man, let's catch up when I get back in Perth." Blah 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 blah. And then, um, yeah, so I got I got back. I mean, he got eventually got back from Perth, and then um, I got a phone call, and he's like, "Hey, let's catch up." And I was like, who's this? He's like, it's Nick from Voodoo. I was like, oh, hey. Um, and yeah, it was all just really, like it just all happened at once and mm-hmm. caught up with him. And during the time, um, like everyone around me had known him already. Like he had this bad reputation of being a really bad boss. Like um, he, there was all these nightmare stories about just him um you know, and him not getting along with the his his teammates, you know, mm-hmm. uh, his, his workmates, and um, my old boss from Forgotten Stories was scaring me, saying, "Oh, you you like it'll be a good thing if you last there for two months," um, because I I just all my friends worked there and they said he he's a piece of shit and no one wants to work for him, and so I had this impression that he was going to be really bad person and like just hard to work with so I thought you know what um I'll just take it as it comes like if it's not meant to be then it's not meant to be so then I'm there the first day and we're both kind of sussing each other out he's sussing me out and I'm kind of just keeping my arm's length as well with him and you know um fast forward maybe you know like a month later and, you know, people are leaving, like dropping like flies in the shop. And I'm thinking, wow, like, yeah, it's true. It's, the stories are true. Like, people don't like it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the three people that I work with, they're completely gone now. And it's like a new crew. But the thing was... The people that I was working with, they were like it was their personalities that were weren't compatible with Nick's because I, I start starting to get to know him. Like he's a really good businessman, and he just wants things to to be black and white, and you know you need to just do. Um, he, he, he he works a certain way, and if if that person is either lazy or just very wishy-washy or, you know, I mean, you know, like just not um, straightforward, then he won't, he won't um, tolerate that. 
And I appreciate that about him because he's just he's he's honest and he's upfront and he'll tell you how it is. And but he'll also look after you if you look after him. Right. On. So you know I'm the type where I'll look after someone if I I know they're going to invest in me. So um, yeah, I was working hard. I you know I put in the the hard yards and um, worked a good three months and you know I think he started to see that I wasn't one of those other people and so he started to open up and you know give me a little give me a little bit more you know kind of incentives and just looking after me better yeah and it was it was it was good it was like I felt like he was coaching me you know as a tattoo artist like he's like yeah you know yeah you should make sure you get you know you eat right and make sure you take breaks for yourself, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and this and that. Um, and so it was like he knew where my um, shortcomings were and he tried to fix that. And, and that was good because I needed that at the time. Um, and that's what helped me get busy again, like get back into the swing of things and start tattling. Um, uh, again and so you know the passion for it came back and you know I started uh, getting inspired again and then that's when I, 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 I um, you know I felt like okay I've saved up a lot of money because I haven't been spending it um, what can I do now and you know something that came up was uh, a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Do. You've been working hard, but yeah. But I didn't want to just just do any holiday. Um, and I obviously I didn't want to go and have someone else's holidays with friends and you know stuff like that because I had friends um, inviting me to go to Korea and you know this box party and all that. No, I wanted to do something on my own, somewhere where something that I can like, you know. Um, find find out more about how I travel on my own and just it was a lot of, I think it was I'd say it was like soul searching and you know planning a trip for that and and yeah I just you know that idea I, I fell in love with that idea and then just kind of obsessed over it for a few months and you know um didn't do anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's when, that's when my dad passed away. After that, uh-huh. and things just got really hard, real quick. Like it just got like things were very tough for the whole family um, during that time, because you know he was dealing with cancer for 18 years, and you know he was battling it, and he got went through remission twice, um, but then. He, um, yeah, he eventually just gave up. He said, you know, I, I'm, I'm too old now. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop my medication. Uh, and that's it. And but during that time, um, you know, I got to know him very well. You know, we, we weren't really the closest. We didn't really have the closest relationship growing up. But um, those last 18 years, um, we really started uh, to just rekindle a relationship and mend all the just all the um, the baggage that that was um, you know in the past. And one of the the most important conversations we've had before he passed away was um, like he was in his. He was on his deathbed um, at home, and, and um, you know, I came over one time on my day off, so I was by myself. Um, it was just me and him, uh-huh. and you know, we were talking, and I asked him. I was really curious about it. I said, "Hey, Dad, what, um, what, what was your um, relationship like with your dad?" Um, and he was really happy to that I asked because he, I felt like he wanted to explain. So, yeah, he was explaining it. He was saying, you know, he was, um, 
Yeah, he, he had a really rough um, upbringing with his dad. Like, he didn't, wasn't close to him at all. His dad was an alcoholic. Um, he used to beat him up. And um, he, him and his, uh, his mum um, divorced ages ago, so they weren't together. But he was never, he was saying he was never treated like um, with any, with any love. So he doesn't remember any of that from his dad. Um, but he did have a point in his life where he found God through Christianity and um, you know, started working in, South, uh, in Iran uh, back in the back in the 70s. And um, yeah, he found Jesus through working there. And when he came back to the Philippines to uh, grab his family, to go to Australia, his dad came to his house, who he hadn't seen forever, and he asked him, son, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going to move to Australia now. And he's like, why? And he's, he's like, because, you know, I want my family to have a better life, so I think I'm ready to go. And his dad started crying, um, saying, you know, I'm really sorry like that we didn't have a good relationship but you know i feel like i'm all alone because you're leaving me now and you know just asking you to forgive me so he prayed over his dad he said this he was saying like i prayed over him and asked god to forgive him and then his dad started crying and then he felt like you know that was it and then he moved to australia and never saw him ever again um, and so I was like thinking back at what, how he was towards his kids, like us, mm-hmm. um, he, he wasn't as bad, like he wasn't as bad as his dad, but he was definitely, um, like not, ex- he, he definitely wasn't, um, one to shower you with any, um, you know, um, just praise or anything like that. He always looked at you like you're lower than him and you're never on the same level. So you could never talk to him on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like he was just very cold. Like there was no, you know, affection coming from him. So it was hard. It was like, and growing up, we were thinking, man, he's the worst dad ever. You know, he's just. You know, um, he's really neglected his kids, blah, blah, blah. But then I look back now at what he said, and it's like he's just trying his best. He was just trying his best. Like coming from his upbringing, he was just trying his best not to be like his dad. And uh, that was his best version, you know. So I was just, at that point, I felt like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to forgive you now. Um, so I said, Looked at um, after all those years, you know. Uh, understand, you know. You know your your kids. We all have you know different relationships with you, but I think I'm ready to forgive you. Like um, whatever happened in the past, that happened, and it all happened for a reason. But I understand now, and I forgive you. Wow. Huh. And then as soon as I said that, he his eyes exploded in tears like as if he let go of a weight over his shoulders and he just it's like he I felt like he was just waiting for that for years mm-hmm. and I did it for for me because um, I knew like I, I was thinking you know if he passed away tomorrow what would be my biggest regret and my biggest regret would be if I didn't tell him that. So <clears throat> I had to tell him. And um, it really helped him too. He, he just couldn't stop crying for a good hour. And um, yeah, we just, at that point, it just, it, it helped me just realize where I'm at as well with my life. like. Um, you know, what's important to me. Um, 
and you know, I felt like relationships are more important to me, like close, meaningful, quality conversations, and you know, rather than going out and drinking and you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, yeah, so you know, I felt like I needed to do this. I need to go. I need to keep. I need to go back to planning this trip to Europe. And so he passed away, and um, you know that was sad. But I felt like I could take something with me. And just before he passed, the day before he passed away, I I told him that I'm I'm planning to go overseas, and um, you know um, I wanted to work there, and <clears throat> you know I'm kind of scared. And he he just patted me on the shoulder, and you know and with a really weak voice, she was just saying. Look, you, I believe in you. You, you know, um, you, you can make it anywhere. You know, don't worry about that. You can make it anywhere. Just trust in yourself and just go for it. And that's just resonated with that. Just like stayed with me after that. And <laughs> I think that's what helped me push me to to go. Okay, fuck it. Let's book this flight. <laughs> And I booked the flight within, I think, two months, and I had nothing saved. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't even saved up for this trip, and I've already booked the ticket. Um, and everything just fell into place. Like, you guys messaged me back. The other shops messaged me back. Um, my housemate said, oh, um, Sal said you can stay at their house. Their housemate's going, to, um, going on a holiday, so you can stay in a room. And I was like, perfect. Um you know, um, work was really busy, so I was able to save up enough cash to, you know, for pocket money when I got there. And every, it was surreal. It was just everything just, it was like in fast forward mode and everything was just happening and it was just taking me there. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then, yeah, like, I look back at it now and everything was just orchestrated so perfectly without even me having any, like, um, just <laughs> anything to do with it. Yeah, you didn't it. have to force it, it really. Situation. It just happened. Exactly. And the best thing was just, um, like, I think I'm a lot more happier now. I feel like coming back um, from this year, it just gave me an extra thicker layer of um, just armor, like from anything that happens. Like I, I think I could deal with anything now, you know. Um, it, <laughs> I'm just a lot happier. I've just got a better um, perception of life, and I'm just overall just a more accepting of everything and just I let everything just happen without judging it and meeting you guys as well it really helped me it inspired me to like look into it more you know um, because you know I look up to you guys as in you know um, you're telling me about how you guys went to India and you know you um, did a lot of um, you know studying there with um, some yogis and you knew some you knew a lot of people that were into that and you're also sending me links on what to check out, which I'm going to check out. Soon. You <laughs> but, didn't um, do that yet. Come on. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't had the chance to do that yet. I bet. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. But um. Just meeting you guys is like is refreshing. Is um, I felt like um, you guys were yeah, you guys had um, the same idea about life. Um, and yeah, I felt like I was um, not alone. You know, um, like that. I, I'm pretty sure that, that a lot there's a lot of people out there now that um, are aware and awake. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good trip and also just overall 
it, it was supposed to happen the way it did. Because, um, yeah, now now I'm, I can just come back here and I have a different, uh, just a different uh, um, outlook in in Melbourne. Like before I, before I left, I felt like I'm over it and I'm done with Melbourne and I just want to go somewhere else where, you know, I can possibly start living there. But I came back again and I felt like it was all in me. It wasn't around me. It was just, right. it was me. It's so funny because now that I've heard your story and honestly, you've taken me up and down this whole time I've been listening, like yeah. I can draw so many parallels, <laughs> but it, it's true that you're never ever alone. You can always find yourself in somebody yeah. else's story. Um, mm. What you were saying about your dad passing away, that exact same thing happened to me not too long ago as well. And, uh, the, you know, mm. the feelings and the last moments, um, you really need to say what you need to say and it, it changes your perception and wow, yeah. wow. And painful experiences, mm, we all have them. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's alone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can yeah, either, I'm sorry to hear that. yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know about yours either. Like, I'm just yeah, learning new things okay. about you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... It's not something that you you talk about while you're tattooing in front of customers. <laughs> no, no, you um, don't. It's not like street talk, <laughs> for sure. <yeah. laughs> but but um, no, many I'm, of I'm us... Happy, I'm happy to share that. Yeah, many of us, I mean, it's it's good that we can be open about these things because many people hide the fact that they have pain in their lives or that they've suffered something or that things didn't go the right way and it's completely natural part of life. We just all go through it in different ways. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I was like, I was that person before. Mm. <laughs> yeah, always... Um, you know, hiding it under the rug and pushing it aside and not dealing with it. Mm. And I think now I'm I'm, re I'm just letting go uh, um, and just, uh, you know, uh, facing it face on and just, um, yeah, it's, it's helped, it's helped a lot though. Um, but um, how did you go with your um, experience? Like, um, you know, was it similar? With my father? Yeah. Actually, I think it was. Um, but m my father was also uh, battling cancer for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, it was on and off for five years. And his cancer, it went into remission once. And then it yep. came back like twice as hard the next time because he went back on chemo and he was battling mm -hmm. the whole way through but um you know nobody's parents are perfect and well at least we think yeah. that about yeah. <laughs> our own parents but i had a yeah. lot of issues with my dad too you know like yeah. you know why wasn't he like that or why didn't he treat me like that or why did he treat me like that and you know all those all those things and i resist actually I resisted going back home to see him before he passed away because it would have been too painful for me that I couldn't mm -hmm. let go. You know, you said mm -hmm. the things you wanted to say to your father and I think that's really commendable that you forgave him. And I couldn't say that to my dad. I wasn't ready. But mm -hmm. the actually what was really interesting is about uh uh so it was like nine in the morning and i called back home in wisconsin because i didn't sleep all night and i just had the intuitive feeling like he's going to pass away and so i was restless and i didn't sleep at all and i called in the morning mm -hmm. at like 9 a.m and my brother was by his side and uh my, I said, Nick, my brother, can you pass the phone to dad? I, I need to say something. And my brother said, well, he's not 
talking. He's he's conscious. He can probably hear you, but you know, I'll put the phone to his ear. Yeah, yeah. And I just said like instead of I I couldn't go the path to say to him that he did something wrong to me, but I said, you know, I wouldn't be here without you. I love you and I couldn't have the potential that I have if you didn't create me. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I sent him all the love instead of saying something that was uh, too hard for me to say and something that he could accept as well. And we hung up the phone and about two minutes later, he stopped breathing. So it was the right time. Like oh, it was on the mark, yeah. but I speak to him now. I'm sure he's somewhere. He can hear me and he, he knows exactly, yeah. you know, we forgive each other. There's no, no hard feelings anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It can be pretty intense though. Those, those times. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Wow. Yeah, I, maybe I was meant to meet you guys too, because um, yeah, that's that's um, that's amazing. Like just that we went through the same thing, and that I got to work at your shop and meet you, because you know otherwise now we wouldn't be talking about it. And it's helping me talk about it's it's helping me as well uh, by talking about it. So thank you. That's true. Thank you, too. I mean, we can be each other's therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll definitely um, keep, uh, keep in touch and um, hopefully I can come back again and, you know, possibly do another um, trip to London. Because, um, yeah, I have, have a soft spot for London now. Aww. Or we'll come out to Australia. I've always wanted to go, so. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So, yeah, Jeffrey has to go to work, guys. <laughs> and yep, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. But, yeah, I really appreciate him opening up. And um, I'm sure we could talk forever. I'm sure we could talk forever. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could talk some more. But, yeah. um, no, thank you. Um, thanks for having, um, giving me the pleasure to... To talk to you and uh, good luck to your podcast yeah much gratitude oh and you can catch Jeffrey on his Instagram uh, at at juxtagram that's at J-U-X-T-A-G-R-A-M for all you social mediators and uh, yeah <laughs> he's a great tattooist and you should check him out because he'll probably be guesting around the world <laughs> in the future <laughs> I'm sure. Cheers. So, Cheers. Jeff, we'll talk next time. Thank you. Take care. No worries, you too. See ya. Bye.